What is up, everybody? It's yours truly, Connor, a.k.a. OK Fabe here. On this week's edition of the Random Wrestling Podcast, we got a sort of cavalcade of interesting information as we, of course, got an update on what the, apparently the plans are for The Fiend in the near future. Could he be winning the Universal Championship? Could he be a babyface? We'll find out. We'll talk about the intriguing details as far as what might be in store for Bray Wyatt's new sinister character. Also, latest update on the WWE Draft, including... Raw and SmackDown apparently, not this week, but next week, receiving brand new fresh sets, possibly an initiative to make the shows as very different as possible. We'll talk about some ideas that maybe they should bring back or some radical new ones altogether. Goldberg and Dolph Ziggler interaction or altercation in a nearby restaurant. Is it a work? Is it a shoot? We'll talk about all the different uh, theories that that could be happening. We got an update on Brock Lesnar. Will he indeed be winning the title uh, from Kofi Kingston on the Fox debut for SmackDown? We'll talk about all the interesting theories and why it might be a little surprising. A new law in law Los Angeles and California may stop WWE from running shows there. A very interesting little tidbit. We'll talk about that in a little bit. And as well as Kenny Omega making some very, well, controversial comments about NXT versus AEW's upcoming Wednesday Night War. Could we see Maury Povich in WWE soon? NXT injuries coming off their debut on USA and AEW's major plans for television TV. All this and maybe something in between on this week's edition of the Random Wrestling Podcast. And now, OK Faye presents the Random Wrestling Podcast. I have been waiting a long time to say these words, and I'm going to say them right here, right now, tonight. Your number one source for all pro wrestling talk with a comedy twist. Where the hell did Randy Orton come from? He snapped the metal crutch in half. Hey, in the middle. Is. How you doing, man? Good to see you. All right, yeah, you wear your little thing. You're looking like a flying nun. All right, hey, do me a favor. Park the rock truck. What is going on, everybody? Is yours truly Connor, a.k.a. Oh, okay, babe. And welcome, guys and gals, to episode number 99 of the Random Wrestling Podcast, your source for latest news, rumors, gossip headlines in the world of professional wrestling. You guys know me, I'm Connor, a.k.a. Okay, babe. And man, 99 episodes, hard to imagine and hard to believe that next week, yeah, next Sunday, live right here on the YouTube channel, we will be doing the 100th episode of the Random Wrestling Podcast. Crazy stuff, and I can't wait for it. We might be doing some other plans. I haven't uh, really sat down and formulated anything long-term, but uh, 100 episodes of the Random Wrestling Podcast right around the corner, and we got a lot of random tidbits to talk about today. No real major stories uh, or rumors or gossip going into this upcoming week uh but stuff that i think that we should definitely talk about some interesting random tidbits here and there and um and uh can't wait to be talking about with that with you guys because it'd be very interesting uh again episode 100 coming at you tomorrow or tomorrow geez next weekend uh we might be doing some q a we might be doing some more live calls unfortunately my live call system has not been running uh so well that's why we haven't been able to take them lately but i think for the 100th episode we'll get it in time and i'll also be posting something on my twitter account at okfabe uh for you guys to interact if you guys want to do it that way and give any sort of like shout outs have a video or something air on the on the show we'll, we'll figure something out but definitely uh if you guys want to send anything for the 100th episode uh you can of course hit me up on the twitter or hit my email Account, the okfabe show at gmail.com but let's talk about this week and of course love to hear what your thoughts on everything is here so if you guys are joining us live in the chat make sure you check it out hit me up on the social media of course twitter facebook all that fun stuff and of course uh hit that subscribe and hit the bell so you guys are notified every time video drops into your subscription service we of course 7 a.m tomorrow we're gonna do another episode of the okfabe show but we're gonna be recapping the entire preview for monday night raw and get this they just dropped a bombshell of an announcement tomorrow night on Raw. Fatal five-way to determine who will face Seth Rollins for his Universal Championship next week, which is the go-home show before Hell in the Cell. Weird. Very weird. We'll talk about that on the OK Fabe Show tomorrow at 7 a.m. Eastern Time. Dropping here on all major audio podcasting platforms. Oh, yeah. Omega and Rollins did the same thing. Fans are fickle. Thank you, Spaz, for kicking things off with that $2 Canadian Super Chat donation. Much appreciated. 
Um, always appreciate the the support you guys give. And of course, as Spaz just pointed out, Streamlabs and Super Chat links are both enabled. You guys do want to donate directly to the show. Uh, I hate e-begging. Um, it's really something I don't like doing. I know it's a total option that you guys like to have, and I know people do it on streams. Um, anything helps at this point in time. If you guys saw my Twitter account earlier, I had some uh, my son's birthday party ended up screwing us over so now we're really uh financially strapped right now so it's not looking so hot uh so any support would be greatly appreciated of course if you don't want to do it that way we of course have our merch over at the representstore.com you can get some cool merchandise if you want to actually pick up some cool stuff or patreon uh, of course for a little dollar a month you get access to the okay fabe show early uh special patreon only perks so other cool stuff so make sure you guys want to if you want to support that way would be greatly appreciated so make sure you guys check that out as well um now uh this week has been absolutely insane i hope you guys are having a good week let's give some love to the chat right now real fast of course we got jackson parker we got jurgen what's going on jurgen we got of course spaz phoenix we heard from him earlier uh daniel price is in the chat what's going on daniel price we got of course heel steve on uh price and i i know he said i don't have to read this uh, but definitely send him some good vibes uh to his way daniel's also one of the awesome uh, regulars here. You guys probably know him very well. Very insightful. I always love hearing what he has to say. Uh, apparently, his wife's due date yes was yesterday, and the baby still has not come, so getting a little worried and stressed. So sending him some good vibes his way. Daniel, I, I wouldn't try to stress too much. Both of my kids were late, so uh, I understand. But uh, I understand like the you know the concern and worry. But I think everything will go smooth. Still, either way, send those good vibes your way, good sir, and hopefully the baby comes out sooner rather than later. But. Uh, <laughs> Oh man. Key plug for anyone that watches my content, NXT reviews are moving to Thursday night. And more topical videos are coming with different co-hosts. Key plug for for Spaz Finish. Thank you for dropping that $5 Canadian Super Chat donation. Make sure you go give him some love on his channel as well. Of course, we got Sean Gordon in the chat. What's going on, Sean? We got Ole, Sammy Ole. So Bill Goldberg now a stand-up comedian. Can't wait to talk about that whole thing. That's just crazy. And Vintage, what's going on, Vintage? Sorry you have to hop off so soon. We got Monstar Factor Wrestling in his house. Try to join him on his live stream on Instagram watching Clash of Champions. That didn't work out, but go give him some love on his Instagram or his Twitter. Oh, we got Ryan McCormick. Uh, yes, new stage is about damn time. Absolutely. Steve Callahan also joining us. Um, what's going on here? We got Merge. Hagas. What's going on, Merge? It's been a while. Good to see you back in here, man. And I think we got here... Um, Indian Keanu, love that name. Love the name. Ola El Major OK Fade. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, but uh yes, don't uh again, no problem on that one, Daniel Price. Glad to uh oh yeah, trust me, I know exactly how dad life is, man. I know exactly how that is because it is uh there's bags under my eyes, and there there and and one of them is my son and one of them is my daughter, so I completely understand that. But anyway. So yeah, um, this week's been crazy, not to get too much into personal stuff. We'll get into the wrestling stuff in a little bit, but it's been a bit of a crazy. Of course, I'm uh, rapidly approaching the first week of uh, like major exams for school, so that's really fun to be stressed out about. But the other cool thing, and I definitely want to encourage this, and I'm not endorsed in any way, shape, or form by him, but I definitely need to tout the success of uh, DDP Yoga. I know everybody and their mother has probably heard about this at this point, between like the Jake the Snake Roberts documentary, the Scott Hall recovery. Um, but I'm telling you, uh, the, the stuff works, you know, I did do DDP yoga back in 2016. And unfortunately, just to share, share a little personal story with you guys real fast, uh, about a couple months ago, I took the family out to, um, to an amusement park and we went on one of those rides and I can't re really, it, I'm going to describe it horribly. I'm just warning you right now, but the idea is that it's like a, it's like a metal, almost like a Ferris wheel, but you lean against it. And then eventually it goes from spinning, you know, uh, flat to spinning on its axis. So it's kind of like at an angle. So you like, you know, will go up and I felt like I was having a goddamn heart attack and I I know I'm not uh I am definitely I, I knew I wasn't in shape I mean I knew I was overweight there was no question about that you you may not notice that when you see me in person but um you know I was clocking in over 315 pounds uh you know which is the heaviest I've ever been in my life and uh having that and having like a near heart attack I was driving back I got really sick all of a sudden I felt like I was gonna throw up like my mom almost had to call the the 911 because I was just like holy you know, holy shit. Like, I don't know if, if what was going to happen to me, but, um, but either way, long story short was at that point in time, like, okay, I need to get my shit together. You know, if, if, if not for me, for my kids and my family to make sure, you know, their dad's around for a while. Um, especially when my dad's had, you know, my, my dad died of a heart attack. My, my family has all sorts of heart issues. Anyway, long story short, I decided to hop back on DDP yoga 
and I've been doing DDP yoga since August 31st. And first and foremost, let me tell you, that thing kicks your ass. <laughs> it has kicked my ass absolutely. And Benson Nick, what's going on? I am about 6'1". Um, so I know I'm overweight. I think the last body mass index is supposed to be around like 30 or something. But anyway, uh, point is I've cut my, um, I've cut my, my diet down, down to about, I've, I've lost 20 pounds in a month, which is, may not be a huge deal. Um, but, um, man, holy crap. It was just, uh, really great to see that. And uh, really great to see the positive results. And I'm telling you guys, Definitely highly recommend it. I'm not endorsed by DDP or by DDP Yoga in any way, shape, or form, but um, it's awesome. And I definitely encourage you guys if you if you are, you know, if that's something that you concern with. And, oh, Jurgen. I gotta change that gift. For next week, I got a surprise. Oh boy, Jurgen dropping that ten dollar super chat donation. Thank you, Jurgen. I really do appreciate that. Um, we gotta change your name up there, man. Uh, next week, I am. I, I, don't give me a heart attack, man. I just said how I almost had one. I mean, if 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 it, you know, I appreciate the surprise, but don't. But uh, you know, yeah, I don't want to have. I want to pass up on on uh, on the air here. So thank you, but thank you for that. I really appreciate that. Yeah, uh, but uh, 20 pounds down in about a month. Um, it's not been easy. Um, I miss cake. <laughs> I miss cake. I miss all these snacks. But definitely recommend it to anybody who's out there who has been, you know, struggling with issues. I've been sleeping a little bit better. Um, I've been uh, – my energy has been generally better overall. Uh, it's been great. So I'm just uh, sharing that with you guys to uh, – yeah, Ole Samuele, eat a salad. Yeah, dude. Ole Samuele, honestly, I've been literally um, – I've been eating a lot of salads. That's like one of the key things I've been doing is eating like a lot of salads for lunches. And there's other things like that. I'm not following the regimen precisely, but I mean, you know, um, uh, definitely encourage it. So I'm just saying, you know, if, if, if that's something you're struggling with or something you can, you know, think about it, trust me, do it with you. I'll do it with you. I'll do it freaking with you. We'll do a, we'll do a Skype session. We'll do the, the yoga stuff too. I'm sweating talking about it. That's sad. But anyway, let's get into, let's get into the wrestling stuff. Let's get into the wrestling stuff. You guys don't want to, you know, as much as I appreciate you guys listening to me ramble on about like how uh, my kids, uh, my kids, uh, play, you know, birthday party play screwed me out of money and me losing weight. Let's talk about the wrestling and let's talk about, um, the big thing, Irish Dave Dotry, how's your title run going? Tell you, man, monetize this champion is not an easy thing. And <laughs> I feel, I honestly do feel bad because, you know, if, if it wasn't for the fact that I had like work like the next day, um, I'd be on monetize this probably a lot more. That's, that's probably one of the big reasons why I'm not is it just because I work the next morning for my job. So if it wasn't for that, I mean, I, I would definitely be on there more frequently, um, but definitely want to have some fun with uh, with that in the future. I have, I have some ideas. But well, I got to talk to Joe about it. But anyway, um, but uh, as long as it's not Zumba. Yeah, no kidding. Avengers fan. What's going on, Avengers fan? Tian Coupon are also joining us. A lot of people filing on in. What's going on, man? Um, so let's talk about some wrestling stuff. Let's talk about the first and foremost thing is this whole Fiend character. Every Obviously, the Fiend character is... Um, uh, Everyone, you know, The Fiend is probably the hot, one of, if not the hottest things right now in WWE. A lot of people are, of course, still very uh, scratching their heads at the concept of, you know, him challenging for the Universal Championship so soon um, and being concerned with that and Hell in a Cell and all that stuff. And I, and it's not without merit, you know. We, we, we have a character that, you know, we have a character that we have been wanting to, uh, that we can really sink our teeth into, uh, one that's been developed and 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 uh, drawn out very long, and has these intriguing in-depth segments that we 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 try to decipher and see exactly what they're going. On. It's it's arguably, I mean, hell, they were talking about this on Busted Radio, uh, Busted Open Radio, that it's it's a it's a character that only comes every round once in a while, and you have to chalk it up to the genius of Bray Wyatt. Um, so with them making him the forefront runner for the Universal Championship, of course the big question is, you know, are we are we going to see the Finn, Fiend win the championship? You know, some people were talking about there was a house show in Calgary over the weekend where there was a disqualification where we did see the Fiend versus Seth Rollins. And you can't really take house shows into consideration, obviously, because things change constantly and they usually do it to test out markets to see how, you know, how things would pan out 
But what's the long-term plan with this thing? Is there even a long-term plan? Well, there's some mild suggestions. And one of the things that uh, Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer, of course, did note is the fact that they've noticed that Bray Wyatt has been receiving a lot of uh, positive chants and positive reactions um, recently at the house shows as far as either the Firefly Funhouse segments themselves uh, or The Fiend himself, one of the two. And it's interesting to see where this is exactly going to go um, and there's even been talk about turning him into a babyface, but I think even despite the character, the, you know, the, the initial applause and everything, they still want to make Bray Wyatt one of, if not the top heels on raw, uh, from what I've been hearing through the various different interwebs and sites out there is that, uh, the fiend is not, there's no plan. <laughs> there's no p- plans in place to turn Bray Wyatt into a babyface, And there's also no plans, uh, long-term to have the sweater-wearing Bray Wyatt that is inside the Firefly Funhouse, you will most likely never see him live in person. Meaning you will never see him outside of the Funhouse, you will never see him in a ring. There's a distinct separation between the two characters, and I think that now that I've, at least for me, maybe you guys feel differently, now that we were in the trenches with it and we're in more with the, um, you know, we've, we've seen the character kind of grow more and it's been... Man, how long has it been? Mania, right? So that's uh, May, June, July, August, September. We're we're going into six months of this character. Now that we're in like the sixth month part of this character, we kind of understand the relationship between the Firefly Funhouse, Bray Wyatt, and the Fiend one. And it doesn't really come as a shock that we're never going to see the sweater-wearing one, uh, which honestly is so ingenious when you really think about it because they can get away with so much stuff as far as Bray Wyatt doing. Because now you don't even have to have the Fiend on every single week. You can have, I mean, hell, we didn't have The Fiend show up for almost five months uh, on programming, you know, four or five months of just doing the Firefly Funhouse segments, and they were still the highest rated thing. So the question of whether or not Bray's going to win the Universal Championship is still up in the air. Uh, I've not heard anything as far as who Seth's challenger may be at Survivor Series or that they might continue uh, the Raw versus SmackDown tradition they've been doing for the last couple of years. Uh, But we shall see. RWP 100 maybe will have some special guests. Winking face red heart. Possibly vintage and thank you for that $2 Canadian super chat donation. I'll have more ideas uh, once I get through these like exams. <laughs> I, I, I know it sucks, but thank you for that $2 Canadian super chat donation. Uh, it, it sucks because I want to, there's a lot I would love to do. I uh, just timing wise, I haven't been able to. So if people want to contribute and do something, I might, I've been thinking about maybe making it two hours. Um, but we'll, you know, maybe do like a 10 to 12 and do like some Q and a as well, but we'll see. I'll definitely keep you guys posted. The best way to follow it is make sure you follow me on Twitter at OKFave. And of course, if you can't watch it, uh, there's always the downloadable version we could get on the major podcast sites like Anchor, iTunes, Stitcher. And of course, we're now on iHeartRadio, which is awesome. Uh, so make sure you guys check us out there. Another great way to help support the show or, you know, convenient for you guys if you can't listen to them uh, when they come out here on YouTube. But uh, going back to the Bray Wyatt thing, uh, I'm not surprised. I mean, the Fiend character is so over. That's, and we'll talk more when we get into the Hell in Cell predictions probably like next week or so, but like, or next two weeks. But I really think they should put the belt on him. And it's nothing against Seth, but it's like, you know, you're going into a major, despite what maybe Kenny Omega says, a major competition between AEW and WWE. And I would like to think that they would, WWE sometimes gets it right. I'm not saying that WWE is omnipotent, but I'm also not saying that they get everything wrong and that everything is a mess over there. You know, every time that you hear someone say, like, everything is horrible, everything is tragic, nothing makes any sense, I'm not saying I disagree with them, but saying that everything in general is, you know, I don't know about that. You guys have seen my Raw reviews, you've seen my SmackDown reviews, that even in a horrible show, I try to pick at least a couple things that to recommend, like, hey, listen, that might have been garbage, but like, like check out this one, this was pretty decent, or check out this. My point is, is that I'd like to think that WWE likes to make at least a good decision every once in a while. And maybe putting The Fiend and the Universal title on The Fiend might be a start of that. Can you imagine seeing Bray Wyatt with the Universal Championship? You can, in essence, have him on television every single week in unique situations. With, like, the puppets and, and interacting that way and him coveting the title. And it would open up a lot of possibilities for him to be on the show without being on the show. Um, I wouldn't mind it. I think it would be fun. It could be very fun. I mean, hell, the segments so far have been fun enough as it is without the championship. 
Just some food for thought, but that's at least so far the long-term plans for The Fiend. We'll see what goes. I'm really curious to see what they're going to do with him at Mania. That's my big question there, because it's been, it's been a success so far. I want to see how far they can keep going with it, but we'll see. Hey everyone, I just want to remind you to make sure you check out the awesome people over at Anchor.fm. Of course, it is a great place for you to host your own podcast. And guess what? One of the cool parts is that it's totally free. Yeah, that's right, free. There's even creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your computer or even your phone. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many others. Trust me, it's so easy. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. If you guys want to get in on it, make sure you download the free Anchor app or just simply go to anchor.fm to get started. But anyway, um, let's see what we got going on here. Let's uh, talk about some other tidbits we got going on here. Of course, the other big one is uh, latest on the WWE draft. So there really hasn't been a whole heck of a lot of news as far as the draft goes. Uh, we still know that it has been officially confirmed by WWE to be taking place the SmackDown and Raw, or the second SmackDown and Raw, following Hell in the Cell, or rather, uh, following the move to Fox. So the first SmackDown after Hell in the Cell, and the second Raw after Hell in the Cell, we will see a brand new draft. Uh, which honestly is much needed because I've lost count at this point. You have no idea how, like... The last couple of weeks, ever since Vince McMahon did the whole wildcard rule, how infuriating it has been to attempt to try and keep track of who's on what brand. And the only thing I can say to that is I remember a lot of people are saying, oh, spoiler, Becky's going to SmackDown. I'm going into really bad geekdom and nerdom here, but technically she still is a SmackDown superstar. Never technically left the SmackDown brand. She won the two belts. She lost the SmackDown one, but she kept the Raw one. So what is she going to do? Not show up on Raw? I mean, Revival's Raw, SmackDown Tag Team Champions, but they're a Raw Tag Team. It's just, it's, it hurts. It hurts. And my brain can only take so much. It's small, but it can only do so much. The point is, is that if anything, the draft will hopefully clear up a lot of the things that are confusing about this whole damn wildcard rule and hopefully bring some more stability to Raw and SmackDown. I hate to say this because I don't want to make it seem like that the draft is a, a simple band-aid that's going to repair all the problems of Raw and SmackDown, but I'd like to think that the creative will probably get better around at, like right after this time frame. I'm pretty sure I said this before on a random wrestling podcast, but before when we didn't know when the actual draft was happening, we knew there was rumblings of maybe one right after SummerSlam, maybe one after the executive producers took over, a director's role with Bischoff and Heyman. I think once we get more of the distinction between the two, we'll have a better understanding. Because truth be told, and, I, and you guys might feel differently, I'd love to hear you chime on this, but I loved the first iteration of the brand extension. But I didn't like it at first. It was very, like, 2002 was a cluster. But you talk about after WrestleMania 19 from 2003 all the way up to about, say, 2000 and... Seven-ish? was awesome. And even then, I'm giving him a little bit of a leeway. Uh, really, to me, it, st it stopped at like 05, but, you know, I'll give him seven because the last two years were okay. okay. But I love the first one. That 2003 to 2005 range, to me, was like the golden draft thing because everyone was separate. Everyone had their own things going on. The rosters were deep. The talent was phenomenal. And you had some amazing matches. I randomly popped in a match from, I think, SmackDown of like 2003, just randomly. Randomly. You know what the opening match was? RVD and Rey Mysterio against Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin for the WWE Tag Team Titles. It was the opening freaking match. It was insane. What if The Fiend stretches his old face skin from the lantern over the title belt main? Ooh. Plate. Horror movie style. Spaz, thank you for dropping again another $5 Canadian Super Chat donation. The idea of him winning... Whoop, I switched over to the thumbnail there. The idea of switching, uh, of him having the belt and customizing it, I think we've all seen, like, the Bray Wyatt, like, custom skin one with, like, the snake skin or whatever. Uh, would be cool. I, I think that, uh, I would love to see the... I think they would, they would do, like, the Firefly Funhouse logo on the sides. Um, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what they would do. Maybe have different side plates when he's in the funhouse, but different ones when he's in person. I'm saying they have enough of those going around, but thank you, Spaz, for dropping that donation. But the the the, the match between Van Dam and Mysterio against uh, Haas and Benjamin was fun unreal. It was like a pay per view quality match. 
And so I'm not saying we're going to get that type of quality match back on Raw and SmackDown on a consistent basis. I'm just saying the draft might help. And we know what also would help with that is, is brand new sets. Yes, rumors are indeed, well, I shouldn't say true, but they're, they're definitely dis rumored. <laughs> they're stronger now. They've, they're stronger than they've ever been before. Coming back harder, faster, stronger, and harder. Rumor has it that Raw and SmackDown are getting completely new revamped sets to make them a little bit more distinguishable as we head into the draft following Hell in a Cell. Uh, again, bring back that SmackDown fist. Yes, I know Bryce mentioned it earlier in the chat, but damn it, I want to get fisted all over again. Definitely want to... I should really rethink the way I'm phrasing But the point is, is that getting, again, distinction between the shows. Kind of a necessity at this point. I feel like the best ones really were for, you know, I hate to be repetitive because I guess I'm a ruthless aggression era person, is during that time frame. Raw had the, like, the big main Tron, and then you had SmackDown had the fist, and then, you know, I can't remember what the actual SmackDown was before or after that, but either way, or the oval one from like the 1999 to 2001, that was pretty fun. Just saying, bring back some classic sets, maybe. I mean, you got them in storage, you might as well use them, but the, the idea of, again, distinguishing the show's is definitely key, so definitely looking forward to that. But I'm also looking forward to your thoughts on everything, so let's hide over in the chat real quick. Let's see here. Um, let's see here. Ba -ba 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 -da -ba -da -ba. What about Sweater Bray YW Champion, the Fiend Universal Champion, says Merge? Not a bad idea. I think that, though, uh, they're never going to have the sweater wearing Bray on, on, on can or in person, uh, which is fine. I'm, I think that's that's what's needed. But uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll, I'd rather have him on one brand, especially with everything going. We got Casey also rose. Uh, Casey also rose. Also Casey rose in the chat. What's going on, Casey? Uh, I think Undertaker shows up in the cell to attack Bray, and that's how they protect him in the loss, but still keep the title on Rollins. So it's funny you bring that up, Daniel. That's actually not a bad idea at all, and I wouldn't be surprised if someone interferes with that. But I, I don't know why Taker would have any reason to do so. Other than setting up Bray versus Taker, I mean, Taker was was just going nuts with the Brock Lesnar thing in in, in in 2016. So I mean, he doesn't really need to have uh, a reason to attack Bray. I just I get leery about Taker versus Bray because not that I wouldn't mind seeing it again with the Fiend, but I mean, Bray hasn't had much luck against the uh, against Taker. So I'm just just saying, but not a bad idea either way. Uh, let's see what we got here. Ooh, the 1119 and Kane being attacked reeks of Undertaker. If Bray puts him down once and for all, that would do more for him than a title. Very true. I do agree with that. And yeah, the 1119, we never got that f figured out. So, well, see. Um, Cleveland sucks in all sports. I guess they do. Uh, what we got here? Technically, she's always been a SmackDown star. See, Fade to Black? Absolutely correct. And thank you, Fade, for coming in. And Eli Bands also joining us. What's going on? Matt the Misfit. Redesign all titles in the main roster and trash the 24-7 women's tag. Listen, I, I, I'm telling you right now, the 24-7 title, right? Hate the name, hate the look, love the concept. Change the name, change the belt, and we got ourselves a home run, my friends. Uh, the Leatherface title belt says, holy moly donut shop. I mean, the chance. Um, the team that Mask and Lantern are working on something else for WWE. Oh, okay. Unify the tag team titles as one brand. I miss when tag team's titles were used better. I completely agree. True, SmackDown vs. Raw 2007, one of the best games that reflects the roster and depth they had at the time. Amen. Uh, bring back Chainsaw Charlie. Hope the Fiend wins. I'm tired of Seth, says Donna. What's going on, Donna? Um, Fatal 5-Way announced, match announced for uh, Monday Night Raw, says Michael Network. Yes, Michael. Definitely going to be talking about that on the OK Fabe show tomorrow at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And again, shout out to uh, Fade to Black joining us in the chat. What's going on, man? Glad to see you back here. Uh, hashtag Fist Connor. I mean, listen. I'm not saying you have to say Yeah, just hashtag Fist me. No flips, just fisting. Uh, <laughs> oh man well I'm curious to see what they're going to do with the Smackdown Fox like intro that's going to be a little fun maybe they'll bring back Pyro who knows but uh, let's talk about some other stuff too let's talk about um, let's talk about the Kenny Omega thing this is this is an interesting tidbit because Kenny Omega did an interview recently and I'm actually trying to pull up the actual uh, transcript because it's interesting a lot of people have been kind of critical of Kenny about this because Seth Rollins has made similar comments towards uh, AEW, and now AEW's firing back, and there's a lot of interesting tidbits about this. But anyway, so we have here that uh, Kenny Omega was interviewed recently uh, about, of course, uh, talking about you know bringing their show Dynamite uh, to TNT, AEW de debuting on TNT in two weeks. Holy crap. Um, 
He says that he considers NXT roster his friends, but he doesn't even see them as competition. Uh, Dropkick Discussions recently spoke to Kenny Omega. He unloaded about the Wednesday Night Wars. To him, there is no war because AEW will have real stars, while NXT is only offering fans developmental talent. This is all quoting Kenny Omega from that interview. Quote, you can call it a war if you want. To me, we're in a completely different kind of business. What they're doing is different from what we're doing, and it's weird because it's hard to say that you're going to war with people that I call my friends, and yet we are going to war. Yet when I sit back and look at the grand picture, it's like I'm going to war with these dudes that if we were on the same show together, you know, the same show with the same promotion, let's pretend there are no wars. Let's just pretend there are no promotions. Let's just pretend there's one big promotion, and if they were on the same show as me, they'd be in the dark match. They'd be opening match, and I'm the main event of the match. You're going to call that a war? You're going to call that competition? Go ahead. I mean, maybe if that's fun for you to do, that's cool, but we're on different planets, and you're going to see that right away when you see 10,000-plus arenas sold out. You're going to see smiles on fans' faces, and you're going to see real stars, not developmental talent, but real stars that are on, they're on your television sets every week. <sighs> now, I sort of understand what he's coming from, and I think that... To some extent, I, I, I can agree with him. And I say to some extent because I can't say that everyone on the NXT roster would be on a dark match featuring Kenny Omega. And this is something that I'm sure is going to get me some heat, but I'm trying to be as truthful and respectful as possible. So with all due respect to Kenny Omega, he has had major accomplishments in the world of professional wrestling. Fantastic career in Japan, multiple-time world champion in Japan. He is launching or help launching his own competition or his own wrestling promotion that will be airing on the Turner Network for the first time in 20 years. And he has absolutely every right to be proud of what he has accomplished. However, in the grand scheme of things, WWE will always, I hate to say this to folks who may think otherwise, WWE will always one. Now, could that change? Absolutely it could. But in order for that to happen, you would have to have a company that would be on par with them on every level. I'm looking forward to AEW on TNT. Hell, I'm going to the AEW Boston show. I'm going to be there with a stupid sign, hopefully with a monetize this championship, but I'm going to be there. And any company can come up as direct competition to WWE, anything. Technically speaking, an indie show that draws 50 people is technically, and I say this with all due biggest air quotes ever, competition. WWE doesn't see anything as competition, really, except for like UFC and major. It's a weird thing. But to say that like they're going to be there, the entire roster there would be in dark matches if he was in the main event. Granted, they may be still considered an NXT developmental promotion. It's hard to argue that. I mean, it's hard to, 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 to agree with that for me. I'm not saying that Kenny cannot make boastful claims and say that he is better than a majority of the roster on there. That I could easily kind of, okay. But let's, let's, be, let's be realistic here. Let's say the entire NXT roster got released. Scary, I know. It's just hypothetical. Take a deep breath in. Take a deep breath out. Whew. Let's say the NXT roster, the entire roster got released. Bam, gone. Undisputed Era, Velveteen Dream, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, um, Matt Riddle, everyone. Everyone's gone. They're not on Raw. They're not on SmackDown. They are gone. You mean to tell me that if you put Kenny Omega in a show with the Undisputed Era collectively, or even Velveteen Dream, who... I argue is within the top three of the most over people in NXT history or Gargano or Champa. You mean to tell me that they would be in the fucking dark match? I don't think so. A lot more people know their names. Well, that's a tough one. I, I would put money on the fact that they know their names more than they know you. And that's strictly because of the fact that they are associated with WWE. Yes. Not everyone gets the network. Yes, they just aired on USA last week, which I thought was a fantastic show. Go check the review if you want to check out my thoughts on it. But either way, they can be advertised as former WWE stars, and they become almost instantly recognizable. 
Whether or not people want to see Kenny Omega versus those other individuals is completely up to you guys. That's 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 a that's a decisive split. That's that's a matter of taste and opinion and perspective or whatever you know preference. I was trying to think of the right word. My brain's fried. But to sit there and say that the entire roster would be on a dark, I think that's a bit of a stretch. Most of the things I, I with Kenny Omega, I can agree with on the statement. The idea of saying, like, you know, going to war, it's not a war. To say that they're in different planes, they're absolutely on different planes. NXT is not looking to have direct competition with AEW. I, I know that the timing of them going to USA may seem like they're being bitter and they're trying to squash AEW. I don't think that's the case. Honest to God. Because... I think there's more decisions involved with doing something like that than just like, what? They're going to do it? Get them out of here. I mean, I could see Vince doing that, but I think there's more behind the decision-making process than that. And I'm going to stick. I'm, 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 that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. AEW is trying to create a brand new plateau of opportunity higher than others that have ever been. NXT is trying to bring awareness to the brand. Which, uh, essentially, AEW is doing the same thing. So... It's a, it's a tough, slippery slope on how you want to define it. That's my thoughts. Um, but I want to see you guys, what you have to say about that. Uh, but we'll see, what, we'll see how it goes. I just think that Kenny's statements, for the most part, I agree with. But that whole idea of the dark match thing, is, I think it's a little much. But maybe that's just me. Maybe you guys feel differently. Uh, speaking of AEW... Uh, it was revealed that it was an interesting little tidbit from, of course, our friend Mr. Dave Meltzer over at the Wrestling Observer Radio about AEW's long-term plans for television tapings, or rather TV episodes, and that the idea, and this might be shocking news to you all, is to basically have them build towards pay-per-view. What? How dare they do that? Burn it down. Yes, the idea is that they are going to use television and create, while interesting, dynamic TV, use it as a catalyst in order to create revenue for the pay-per-view. Because realistically, that is where the money is going to be made for AEW. Not to say they don't make money off of the obvious merchandise and the obvious TV time and advertisements and blah, blah, blah. But realistically, the big money maker for AEW is going to be in pay-per-view buy rates. So not to say they won't throw a big match. I mean, hell, we're going to be crowning the first ever women's champion on the debut episode. And we'll see some other ones like, you know, uh, the six-man tag. I know we're going to have the tag team tournament taking place over a couple of weeks. But generally speaking, you're not going to see them throw a big match randomly on AEW on TNT for the sake of randomly throwing it on there for ratings ploy like a certain WCW used to do. No, the idea is to keep this momentum going and use it as a way to get to the eventual climax or the conclusion, climax is better, uh, at pay-per-view, which is the way it should be. It's not always the way it is. Uh, so just glad to actually hear that from Meltzer. At least that's the rumblings about how they're going to do it. I think that makes ob I think it's safe to say it makes the most obvious freaking sense that that's the way they should be doing things. But, hey, beggars can't be choosers on that one. I, I can't wait for the AEW Boston one. That's going to be a lot of fun. Maybe I'll do a vlog. And of course, if you guys are there, hit me up. We'll have some fun. Hang out. Uh, speaking of NXT, though, uh, coming out of the NXT on USA Network, huge numbers for them, at least compared to a lot of others. 1.2 million viewers turned into the first hour of NXT's debut on the USA Network last Wednesday. Phenomenal numbers. I thought they were going to do definitely under a million, but lo and behold, they came out swinging. Uh, the show was revered as a success by Triple H, and generally speaking, I mean, 1.2 is nothing to scoff at. It's no, I mean, I, I need to go back and look, and I'm sure, you know what, let's take a look and see if I can find Raw's numbers, uh, Raw and SmackDown's for the week, see how they did in comparison. I'm not saying NXT is going to do these numbers every single week, but I mean, that's impressive. Raw ratings, uh, let's see here. Last week, I, I, I'm curious to see what they did. Viewership ratings. Uh, let's see. We're looking for the 16th and the 17th. The so raw 16. Maybe you guys can tell me. Um, here. Raw ratings. The raw for September 16th, 2019. So this past run, uh, raw uh, drew a 2.2, uh, 2. Uh, basically 2.2 million. Uh, let's see what SmackDown did. So SmackDown, Raw did 2.2, NXT did 1.2, Smack It Down, SmackDown did, mm -hmm. SmackDown did a 
So you have Raw doing 2.2, uh, SmackDown doing 2.0, and NXT doing 1.2. Not bad. Only shy of nine or 800,000 people to match SmackDowns. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. It's very interesting. Um, but unfortunately, we did see or at least report a major injury uh, from the former NXT North American champion, one Mr. Dream. Uh, nothing has been disclosed, nothing concrete, and nothing in detail as far as what's going on, but he was seen limping and maybe out for a while healing up his back. As far as we can tell right now, it is, uh, as mentioned, I, I slipped up earlier and said major. As far as we can tell, it's not a major back injury. He didn't need to see any sort of extreme medical professionals last uh, on Wednesday, uh, but we'll definitely keep you posted if there's any major as far as NXT. Velveteen Dream being out longer than for a few months. Uh, speaking of being injured, definitely want to send out some th thoughts and prayers out uh, to Hacksaw Jim Duggan, who had to ha go under emergency surgery due to a major infection over the last couple of days. Uh, his wife tweeted out that he apparently is doing much better, uh, but definitely want to send some love to, uh, of course, the winner of the very first ever Royal Rumble and Hall of Famer Hacksaw Jim Duggan, one of the nicest individuals ever meet in the wrestling business. Glad to see he's doing well. Tweeted a picture of him going, ho, and uh, hopefully he's cover very very soon i don't know what the exact uh what the infection was but it took him out for enough to have emergency surgery uh be out for 48 hours so yeesh but uh good glad on him glad he's uh okay. let's uh let's head on back over to chat real quick and give some love that real soon. see what we got here a lot of, wow a lot of people just filing on in here a lot of people filing on in uh it's so funny most of AEW stars are xwb right vintage is just weird his interview just felt petty. Um, yeah, Beltmaker Paul Martin has custom fiend theme universal title on his Instagram. Oh, good to know, Mr. Heel Steven. Maybe we'll check that out. Um, let's look it up on Instagram. But yeah, the uh, again, I like Kenny Omega. I think he's very talented. I'm, I'm happy for his success. He's going to kick ass and take names. But like, just don't, I, I, the comments were a bit much. They were a little bit more than, you know, than needed, you know? At that maybe that depending on that. Let's see if I can find this fiend themed one. Speak of Mr. Bond. Oh. See it now. Oh, that's badass. So basically the way it works is that if if and I'll you know what, let me see if I can pull put the link in the chat real quick this this one I love. This one I really love. Let me post There we go. Check out that link for the belt and let me know what you guys think of that one. That one that's awesome that is awesome uh let's see what we got here um sorry i know my mic <laughs> my mic is is dying on me so unfortunately it does it does cut out in you know, here and there so sorry about that guys uh lone wolf source watching the fight shana so they can have all the belts yeah no kidding i would have went to the philly aew live in october but it's a bad area seven minutes from where the national media police shootout was right inside of temple university yikes yeah fade i don't blame you i mean maybe they'll come back to a different arena um Lone Wolf, breaking news, CM Punk is signed with Bellator. Okay, interesting. Let me see if I can find that out real quick. If uh, Lone Wolf, you can give me uh let's see here. Let's see what we got. I haven't heard any news about that yet. Yeah, nothing. Um, nothing about that yet. I was just looking through for like any any sources on that one. I haven't seen any decent uh, uh, time with Bellator. Yeah, I haven't had any no reports on that yet, but we'll see. Um, CM Punk didn't come back at all in Chicago. He's never coming back and doesn't want to come back. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, but like Punk, I'll be truthful with you guys. The Punk, um, the Punk, um, the Punk, the shoot interview that he did for StarCast 3, I'll be honest, really didn't, um, didn't really do, yeah, I, I, I wasn't really into, it. it, it he didn't really, he didn't really give any new info, you know? It wasn't anything like, eh. Um, I don't think he's coming back to wrestling. I think he's good where he's at. I, I can't wait to see his horror movie that's coming out, but other than that, nah, I'm good. Uh, speaking of which, speaking of <laughs> leaving wrestling for a while, I finally got a chance to sit down and watch the WWE Chronicle of Sasha Banks. I know I'm like a week behind on that, but I finally got a chance to actually sit down and watch. I'm telling you guys, there are some amazing documentaries they do on, on the network. Um, I think that a lot of the WWE 24 series is good, but this Chronicle series is almost just as good. 
And I'll definitely say that you need to check out the Sasha Banks one. And I and listen, I'll be the first one to say that, you know, I if I said anything about Sasha in, in a in a negative light, I apologize. Um you know, when she really put into when she really put into perspective about what was bothering her and just having and the whole thing. Hey, I, I, I'm borderline personality disorder, so I know exactly what it's like for those like, ho, like the highs and the lows and especially the lows, um, you know, battling depression being, you know, I, I've been really bad at that point. So I can understand that and just, uh, and sucked and, and it sucks knowing that she had to go through that, but glad she's back and glad she's better. And she's full of life again and just just happy you know i mean if sasha were to quit wwe it would suck but if it meant her happiness you know just saying by the way her husband amazing skills with that you know i know she, i know he's like a costume designer but like damn good skills on him jeez but uh really cool stuff i definitely recommend you check it out definitely watch the chronicle uh, on, on sasha banks the, the latest one on the network for sure um vintage just made a point though do you think her chronicle really kind of hurts her heel on tv persona you know what's funny? <laughs> it's funny you bring that up because I remember when Seth Rollins came back in 2017 and uh, – no, 2016, right? 16? 16? 16. And I remember when he came back in 2016 and he attacked Roman Reigns, right? He attacked Roman Reigns. He got a huge baby face pop and literally like the next day like the ne or even like that like the next week – they did the special of him like coming back from the injury, being pissed that he missed WrestleMania, working his ass off, almost missed WrestleMania, like you know, or you know, all, or no, did did miss WrestleMania. All these things just to like come back and like it's a babyface like rising through adversity, tri like triumphant return, and then they made him a fucking heel. Like what? What? Why? Ride that momentum. Like there's everything to make him a babyface at that point. So, I mean, yes, it sort of does hurt the heel gimmick a little bit, um, but at the same time, I mean, I, they've done that before with the Seth Rollins thing. It just, yeah. Uh, Matt, yeah, I think it's I think it was a 24 special, but yeah, it was it was great. I loved it. But then you're like, why the hell are they making him like, okay, first couple weeks, sure, but then like, huge, like, babyface story you just told, but yeah, you know. Um, I don't think it's going to hurt the momentum. Uh, I think that people are just genuinely, I, I could be wrong. I think people generally will be uh, excited for Becky Lynch and Sasha's matches because, no disrespect to Natalia, but Becky's matches since being Raw Women's Champion have not been that great, you know? Um, but maybe that's just me. But anyway, let's talk about other couple quick things before we wrap up here. Uh, Fade to Black, I feel like she... What's up, Andre? Um, I felt like she completely blamed her issues on her mental health. Some of it's on her acting like a child. I do think special effects... Uh, her. Oh, I do think the special affects her heel character. Yes, I think I think it will. Um, it's tough because I think I think that that's where it's the way she described it. I'm not trying to spoil too much, but the way she described it was the page thing kind of started it, and then she just got so miserable that she just be like anywhere or do anything, you know. Um which I've been there and, and I can't really comment too negatively because I've been in the exact same boat. I've been in that boat. I've been worse, you know, not to not, not, I'm not trying to like seek attention about this thing, but like last summer I was very suicidal. I like almost had to admit myself into the hospital. It was that bad. And, um, you know, so I can't really scoff. So I know what that's like. Thank God for, you know, medication and thank God for therapy and thank God for, you know, outlets like this that allow me to like kind of decompress, you know, and yo and the DDP yoga is definitely help with that, you know, but, um, I never made excuses for myself. You know, I, I came out and, and there were, there were bad things that I did and, and things that, you know, I, uh, you know, I did when I was in that negative, in a really bad state, and I and I manned up to him. Like, listen, that was me. That was a different me, but I'm getting better. I don't know if Sasha. I don't think she's trying to hide behind it. I think she was just saying, like, you know, um, just this is what happened. I got a lot of heat from that, and it kind of just rocked me and just made me, you know, it really got to me. 
you have to understand that when you go into wrestling, you know, or a public, a public forum of that nature, like I know I'm not going to be everyone's favorite on. I know I've been made fun of. I know there's been jokes about me. I, 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 I am well aware of that. People may not think I'm well aware, but I, I, I know, and I know who says what, and, and I don't, I don't let that stuff get to me. You know, I let it roll through because I know doing this, doing this YouTube and podcasting, that there's going to be critics out there that some are absolutely valid in their points about my criticism towards me. And there are going to be others that just uh, are just out to hurt and hate. It's fine. I understood that getting into this whole thing, you know, and I learned that the hard way. Um, I just think for Sasha, it got too, got too much. And I think that that, that particular thing really rattled her because it was ending someone's career. You know, um, it was traumatic. Like, imagine doing something that, um, imagine doing something that you love, but it caused a huge ripple effect that hugely negatively impacted somebody else. Not even death, but just, and, and, and while they forgive you, you can't forgive yourself. That's kind of, I think, where, what, what Sasha was getting at with that, you know? That's where I think her head was at. And then on top of that, she's already feeling guilt about it. Then everybody and their mother is all the page supporters. I mean, good God, we've seen, you know, you guys seen Twitter, <laughs> you know? Um, that's, that, that's what I took away from it. You know? And I'm sorry to go off on a tangent like that, but just, you know, I, I, I'm not saying that Sasha's like, you know, a saint, even though like she, she uh, said that, but I think that to say that she's hiding behind something or making excuses, I, I didn't, I didn't get that from, from, I know I don't do that, or at least I try not to do that. I'm be like, well, sorry, it was my fucked up head. Do, 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 do. No, at the end of the day, I'm the one who made those decisions, whether it was in the right frame of mind or not. And I have to own up to those decisions. I have to take responsibility for those decisions. And, you know, negative implications, I, I have to deal with them. Got to man up, you know? But anyway, enough about that. Enough of that shit chat. Let's wrap up with some good, well, <laughs> what's good news or not, but some interesting news here. Uh, the two big ones I want to wrap up with is, of course, or rather three, I should say, or four, four. Fuck it, four. First is, could we see Maury Povich showing up on WWE programming soon? Well, if Twitter is to be believed. Of course, we know all about the Maria Mike Canellas who is the baby daddy storyline. Rusev apparently being Maria's new baby daddy. Uh, with him, with apparently Maury Povich chiming in on social media saying you should do a paternity test. And this might lead to actually Maury showing up on WWE programming. Now, nothing is said or confirmed. Might have been just a fun cutesy tweet uh, from Maury Povich, which would be hilarious. But uh, we shall see. But we could see uh, the man himself saying you are or are not the father on live WWE programming very, very soon. So uh, looking forward to see how that goes. I think that'd be funny. I mean, at this point, I'm getting as much comedic joy out of this as I am the 24-7 title. So, I mean, you know, just saying. But anywho, um, we've also got uh, Indian Kumon. Yes, I'm, uh, Keanu. I'm going to definitely talk about that in a second, Indian. Um, I saw Sasha bad kicking Alexa in a tag match. Oh, I did not see that. But I will see, um, but I will talk about, uh, about the Brock Lesnar thing in just a second. So I want, I was wanting Jerry Springer instead on with, oh yeah, I remember when Springer, that was, that was, that was just a bit weird. That was weird. Um, second folks. Yep. So, um, the other bit of news, of course, a couple other things I want to talk about real quick is, and this is something that I got to give shout out to uh, the Solo Monster, one of my favorite wrestling podcasters. Love listening to him. Been listening to him for a long time, so I don't want to steal his. You know, say like I heard this first. I technically heard this from him first, and then saw the follow up pieces on this um, and some interesting updates. So for those, and this might bore you guys a little bit, but basically, uh, the state of California has adopted uh, AB five into law. So it's a new law that they uh, implemented into the state of California that could change a lot of things that ways that WWE tends to operate. The new laws make companies considered independent contractors as full-fledged employees. Now, the law has passed, and it's on the California governor's desk, and he's basically said verbally that he is going to uh, prove it. Now, this is coming off of Bodyslam.net. They said they did speak to an attorney, Eric D. Anderson, about the new law in California. As it stands right now, things don't appear to be a very simple issue uh, for a, for WWE. It was once thought that if a company isn't based in California, then they won't need to worry about it, but apparently it may not be so cut and dry. 
This is coming from the Bodyslam.net uh, attorney that they reached out to in regards to this law. Quote, well, they won't be exempt under the law as it stands now. What they may do is seek to fall under an exemption like a, quote, loan out company. That is where the talent owns a production company and the W contracts that with the production company and not the talent. The talent is then an employee of the production company. But this would get way convoluted. And they may want to avoid that. Basically saying that they would like be their own business, like an LLC, and then they, you know, they would contact them. Live event revenue is not the only is not the key to economic survival. It used to be for WWE, so they absolutely could avoid the California for all shows except for a major event like Mania, SummerSlam, or the Rumble. Then they only deal with the issue once, theoretically. But that theory may not hold true because they do a lot of business in California besides just wrestling matches in Hollywood. They're still close to you know so WWE ties. If they haven't already, the WWE is probably going to need workers' comp insurance here, unemployment insurance. We won't know until there is a challenge because I don't see WWE just biting the bullet and complying. They didn't do it when the, the Dynamax decision came down. So it's interesting because of course, as we all know, WWE does file its uh, wrestlers as independent contractors and basically what this is saying is that california is saying nope you can't have a, a uh, you can't have an independent contractor it has to be an employee or it has to be the guidelines of being an employee which as i checked out all of them do hit there's four major ones i don't know them offhand but uh basically all the wrestlers would, would qualify as as a employer or employee i should say under this new law but unfortunately, my Californian brethren and sistren who are listening out there, this may impact WWE shows in the future for you. There might be a chance that we may not see any WWE shows in California, but if major ones, and we won't know for sure until things get into, into the hands of the governor and actually become 100% official. Now, again, as they mentioned before, there might be other ways around this, but it might reduce heavily the amount of shows. But the lawyers also are informed that you're right. There could be more involved with this because, of course, there is still the active WWE studios. They could relocate that to a different area. There's still a ton of other tie-ins to California. So it's a pretty interesting situation that may impact the West Coast, uh, which I know has been a heated subject for a while. And, and this also might become prevalent if other states adopt this policy. It's not just the idea of saying, oh, California is going to adopt this, but what if other states do? There's a chance that we might see other states get shut out, in which case WWE might have to really restructure their way they classify their uh, employee independent contractors. You know, we shall see. Um, but it's just interesting stuff. I, I found that very fascinating because it was just, wow, this could really mess things up, and especially if other states put but of course, last bit of pid tidbit news. We wrap up here on this installment of the last double-digit episode of the Random Wrestling Podcast. Brock Lesnar, is he going to be walking out of SmackDown's debut on Fox with the WWE Championship? Apparently, and according to... Um, apparently, according to a lot of the rumor mill right now, well, seems to be the case. A lot of people are saying that, uh, of course, Fox has been no secret that they've been staying in there looking to have SmackDown become a more sports-like feel to it, in which case there is a, with everything from changing the set, changing the logo, and of course the incoming draft coming up not too long after their debut on Fox. It would really not be too much of a surprise that Brock Lesnar is actually deciding to challenge Kofi Kingston for the championship on their debut and subsequently possibly take the title from as again brock lesnar being a possible bigger draw you know at least the days that he's there <laughs> you know um it seems like there was more and more um word going out that it's more likely than not that brock's going to take the title from i mean we'll obviously preview it when we get closer to there but i think that it's a safe bet that um that that's going to happen you know, I, I, as as much as we all don't want to admit it, uh, seems to be the case that we're going to see Brock most likely take the title. And, and again, it makes sense considering the fact that, you know, Brock is a not not to dis, discourage Kofi. I like Kofi, Boston boy, you know. Brock has those credentials of C heavyweight champion and a wrestling champion. Like there's a bunch of. There's a bunch of different credentials there that just make him a, a very likable candidate for Fox for for helping look, make SmackDown look like a legitimate sport, you know, as much as humanly possible. Um, so those Brock fans out there just can't wait. <laughs> yes, we will most likely see that, but we'll talk more about that 
most likely on the next episode of the Random Wrestling Podcast next Sunday. Mark calendars, folks. September the 29th. It will be the uh, 100th episode of the Random Wrestling Podcast. I have no plans, nothing in store, but if there's something you want to send my way, of course, hit me up on the Show at gmail.com. Feel free to send it my way. Uh, of course, I'll also be posting a tweet towards the end of the week so you guys can leave video responses there. We'll be opening up the phone lines then, and maybe, just maybe, we'll even do surprises in between. So it's going to be really interesting. I can't wait. I'm excited. It's going to be a whole hell of a lot of fun. And, of course, you guys, the routine, you guys, the whole shtick, love to hear your thoughts on everything we just talked about, whether it's here in the comment section, hit me up on social media, Facebook, the Instagram, Patreon, our represent store, or wherever, or even the podcast stuff, wherever you guys are listening. Thank you guys again for tuning in. I appreciate the continuous love and support. Thank you to subscribers. Thank you to the donators. And thank you to all those who also hit that big old thumbs up like button. We'll see you guys next week for the episode 100 of the Random Wrestling Podcast. But we'll also see you tomorrow, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, for another episode of the OK Fabe Show where we preview this really weird Raw that we got going on. Thank you guys again for tuning in. I appreciate the continued love and support. Take care. And as always, take it easy.